The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat, and then went off. When the the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then, dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I can see this scene in the days of summer. A young boy watches as his father moves a heavy piece of equipment from down below up into the hayloft. And mesmerized by his father's strength, this young boy watches him do this year after year and wants himself to be strong enough to do it. And when his father isn't looking one time, he goes over to this crank and he pushes as hard as he can, but it won't budge. So he thinks to himself, if only I train, then I can do it next year. And so while his father isn't looking, he'll go out into the barn, and before he goes to bed at night, he'll do pull-ups and push-ups, all in the effort to strengthen himself for that next year. As that opportunity presents itself, he goes once again to the crank, and it only budges but a half an inch. 
So he says to himself, without giving up, soon, next year, I will be as strong as my father. And so he does the whole process again. And this year, this next year, he's so confident that he invites his friend to come watch as he accomplishes this miraculous feat. And so he goes to the crank and gives it all the energy he's got, all to the same effect. And meanwhile, his much weaker friend comes over, removes a pin, and cranks up the piece of equipment himself. This lesson in humility is something that I think all of us will experience in our lifetimes at one time or another. And it's a reminder to us that strength alone will not accomplish all that we want. It will not save us. And that the power that we think we need is oftentimes nowhere close to the power that God desires for us. And today as we hear of God's power in our first reading, as Jesus talks about his power to send us justly, either to heaven or to hell at the end of our life, it's a reminder for us of then what is the power that the Lord has destined us for. Because in that parable of the wheat and the weeds, he reveals his justice. And we hear all the time in, in many different sayings what the road to hell is paved with. But I would say, in accordance with our readings tonight, it's paved with the thinking that we know best. And thinking that we know, like that boy, that the power that we need. Thinking like that boy that if we just do something more on our own, then we'll get what we're longing for. And this self-reliance that is planted in our hearts at a younger and younger age, I would say, with, at the risk of sounding like an old man, with the proliferation of technology and information right at our fingertips, we begin thinking at a younger age that we know best and that we have no need for anyone else. And this gives us this disillusionment of power. And a just God, as we hear of in our first reading today, permits these things. He allows us to fall into these traps because he's given us freedom. Which is why, as he says in the gospel today, that he allows the weeds to exist. Those weeds that exist so that they don't rip out and threaten maybe those who are righteous. He allows hell. Why? Because if we desire separation from him in the entirety of our lives here on earth, then why would his justice not allow us to experience that for eternity? But when we look at this understanding of God's power, when we look at the separation of heaven and hell, I want to call our attention into the very power that God has. Because he doesn't desire to condemn No, he does it out of justice. Why? Because as the author of Wisdom says, his power is a power of clemency, leniency. It's a power of kindness that permits repentance for sins. A concept of power that's very different than what our culture offers us today. And so if we want to be strong, the gospel proposes, and our readings propose today, that we actually start with an awareness of our weakness. Right, St. Paul says to the Romans today, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness. We are made partakers of God's power through the working of the Holy Spirit. And it allows us then, the Spirit allows us to identify those weeds of our life, to allow us to experience and acknowledge that self-reliance that we have and the sins of our life so that we can be converted and live, not so much motivated by the fear of hell as we are motivated by the kingdom of God. And so the author of wisdom says to us, God gives his children 
ground for hope. And when we like the psalmist recognize that the Lord is slow to anger, abounding in kindness and fidelity, to have pity on us, he will give us his strength to us as servants. A strength, a power not of our own accord, but of the Holy Spirit whose power like that yeast enables our hearts to grow threefold. Who allows our seed of conversion to be like that mustard seed, a haven for others striving to become saints. A friend who removes that pen, allowing mountains to be moved for the sake of the kingdom. So my brothers and sisters, all of us like that boy have a certain pen in our life. Something that's holding us back. Maybe it's that thing that's, that's keeping our dignity allotted only to our own perception of what power and strength actually is. Maybe it's weeds in the form of sins that are choking our lives. It's a spirit of self-reliance. So today, as we consider this reality of heaven and hell, as we consider God's power that he wants to share with us, let us invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to come to the aid of our weakness so that he can remove those pens and strengthen us, enabling us to make manifest the power of God who wishes to lift the weight of a culture of self-reliance closer to the heights of heaven, granting good ground for hope of bliss in our lives now and for all of eternity.